0: Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. Please enjoy this episode. Let's we'll start with um, the E at the end of your last name. Do you pronounce it or not?
1: <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> although a lot of people feel like, that. although it's funny because my my some my high school nickname became Um uh, and uh, I had a well, because I actually had a I had a French teacher for some reason who liked to pronounce it. <laughs> Everybody thought that was so funny. I was like, that's not how it's said. <laughs> so some people call me Grafie, uh, but it's Grave. Um, yeah. It, uh, actually so this is the the history part right Where i kind of go over my
0: absolutely what my path. whatever you want I, I might throw a couple unscripted at you but um no, that's fine, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you get got to be a swimmer
1: <laughs> um so i was a just your average ordinary suburban kid uh more or less but uh i got into swimming at age seven um Really sort of never picked up on any kind of interest in soccer or anything that involved like hand-eye coordination, probably because I was so bad at it. Um, you know, I was the kid who was picked last in gym class. And, you know, just the, the classic, like, you're no good at anything uh, physical. Uh, but then I found swimming through the YMCA and started swimming. And I loved it and had a great time with it. And uh, so, yeah, from age seven to all the way through high school, I swam. Um, I was an age group swimmer. Um, I was mentioning yesterday, in New England, swimming actually is not very big. Um, It doesn't have the the sort of cachet that it does in the Midwest or the West. You know, people talked about their varsity high school swimming teams. So little of that um, in New England. I mean, yes, there's high schools and pools, but I mean, I was in Rhode Island, so make that even smaller. Um, I mean, by the end of my age group career, Rhode Island literally had one age group swimming for the whole state. (laughs) <laughs> so it gives you a sense of how, how tiny and unpopular the sport really was. Um, and to some degree still is. It's just, it's not culturally a big thing here. Um, so uh, we also don't have many outdoor pools because it's not very friendly for half the year. So, right. uh, so anyway, um, and then I, I did, uh, in looking for colleges, I, I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, uh, which is a Division three school. It was very important for me to swim. So actually that was a big factor in choosing that school because they did have a team. Um, but then I did quit, uh, my junior year because I just, I wanted to feel what it was like to be in college, not wet all the time. (laughs) Uh, You know, it was just, I I just sort of had it in a lifetime of doing this. Um, and that was a very fun year, uh, full of, um, you know, I overloaded my classes and I did all sorts of other things and partied a lot and then realized how much I missed everybody on the team. And I thought like, oh, I'll maintain these friendships, but it's not the same when you're not doing it with them. You're not kind of going through that cathartic thing together. So I went back senior year and swam my last year of college, which was wonderful. Um, and I didn't even swim very well, and I didn't care. I was, I was with everybody again, and it was a good time. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, and then the, the rest of um, sort of my trajectory was, I, um, I, open water swimming was really not a big thing in my world, Although I had actually done a, an open water swim in Rhode Island that was is a fundraiser for a group called Save the Bay, which has done a great job of cleaning up Narragansett Bay over the years, bringing awareness to it. So um, it's a 1.7 mile swim from Newport to an island in the middle called Gamestown. And uh, I started, I did that first at the age 15, and then had done it in a number of years. And over the time, it just kind of got successfully more expensive, like a lot of these fundraiser swim. So now you have to like today you have to raise almost 500 dollars to just to go into the event, which um again is great because it's awesome money for them, but that's a lot of money in a lot of people's worlds to try to come up with as you're also trying to come up with race fees for other things. So and it's only 1.7 miles. So <laughs> which used to seem like, oh my god, so much distance. Uh, and it is for a lot of people, but it's uh, it's not for us anymore so much. Um uh, but anyway, so but I, after 20, I just sort of uh, fell off the, the swimming wagon um, and didn't really do, I wasn't doing much at all. Um, I did a few triathlons. I got to a couple marathons running um, and then kind of picked up some bad habits of so working too much, started a career, started a few businesses, um, started a nasty smoking habit, um, which took me up until the age of 40 um, when I injured my ankle um, in a ridiculous, just stepped off a curb wrong in New York in the wrong pair of shoes. <laughs> and uh connected with um my husband's uh acupuncturist here in town who happens to also be a channel swimmer oh wow uh, or told me and she's amazing and awesome um uh, she's in her 60s uh she had not yet swum the ec but she had a date when i met her and um she very forcefully <laughs> bullied me back into swimming that's <laughs> it's not fair she actually very kindly did um but every time i would see her she'd be like um, you, know, you told me you were a swimmer. I could tell by looking at you that you were a swimmer. You really should get back into shape. It would help you out a lot. Did you swim? No, I didn't. I've been too busy. Next appointment. Same speech. And finally I was like, all right, just to shut you up, I'm gonna get back into the pool. <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh, even though it was terrible, you know, it was like I've been in the pool in like five years or whatever. Yes. Oh my God, right. I miss this so much. Um and then, of course, I've met all of you guys <laughs> over the course of the next several years. Um, I quit smoking like three or four months after starting to get back in. Um, it was, it's not a very compatible habit with this sport. <laughs> Although I know several people, actually, even who are on this, on the circuit, who are quiet smokers, um, which is amazing. But, um, so are all the distance swimmers at my college. So it's a, it's a strange thing to balance with such a highly aerobic activity. But that it's done uh, believe it yeah <laughs> so, but yeah i started um entered a race in saint john called the beach to Beach power swim which is a three mile swim and I remember like going to it um, i was on vacation singing like this is stupid I, I like i could drown <laughs> and uh, i came in third out of like a field of like 100 swimmers i was like oh wow like i that wasn't that bad like i, I think i could do more of these so um entered a number of different swims. Of course, I was stuck in the Caribbean for a while because for whatever reason, we had some trips down there. and So I did one in St. Croix, the Coral Beach swim, the Five Mile, um, and then also around the Sound in Bermuda. And just as having such a great time, I was like, this is amazing. Like, this makes me want to swim again um, and, uh, and really get into it. And then of course I realized, oh wait, there's a whole bunch of stuff stateside. <laughs> 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 um, and so that was what I got kinda- to oh, there's, all, there's a huge world of this going on. So this is all back like about 2015. Um, you know, I've talked to several other people, like Mark Spratt and a couple others, and he's like, you know, there, there are these sort of waves of, of groups and people who've been in it for a while can kind of see these sort of new waves of of groups coming in, um, younger swimmers or just a different collection of people who enter the sport that um, kind of an, in a group. And he's like, yeah, there's a bunch of people who came in around 2015, um, you know, who, who entered... For whatever reason, they you know kind of discovered a lot of what's going on. Um, so yeah, it's been um it's been great and uh you know continue to be really excited about you know the racing and the uh just the the even the cool independence homes that people do. You know, so just love. I mean, I have trackers up all the time <laughs> when when people are going. Uh so um, yeah. if I'm working and somebody's watching it.
0: Yeah, that's um, yeah yeah really like ad- like I like that part as well. It's kind of fun, like watching some of Sarah Thomas's yeah. whens like be up in the middle of the night and like looking oh. like, seeing where she's at or whatever yeah
1: it was it was great. I was in my office at that point. I'm not there anymore, um not just because Corona, but I quit my job uh, as you know, but uh I was getting people in my office excited about it. you know they'd come in the next day and they'd be like, Well, who are you watching now I'm like, I'm watching the same person <laughs> Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's still her. She's still swimming. And I'm like, that's not possible. It's like, yeah, it is. Actually, it is. So it was, um, yeah, Sarah's um, uh, the, the chest, I want to say chest beat, that's all right. The Champlain swim.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what really got people aware, or at least in my office, of like cheering for the swimmers on my screen. <laughs> yeah. But it was, they were like, holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. So. It's interesting to me that, so the competition, like when you got third in the, the, the event that you thought you might drown in, right. you're like, but that's kind of what you got you back, like kind of hooked you. So do you it, think yeah. it, it brings out like this competitive, like side of you or like it fulfills this competitive need in you? So. Yeah,
1: there's, um, I have I, my college roommate, um, really kind of my best friend. Um, he's just an amazing guy. Uh, he became a pretty, um, pretty intense uh, amateur triathlete. So he and I, like, you know, we were sort of fitness people in, in college when we were roommates, but also then like over the years, like we did marathons together, we triathlons together. But he's at like this next level, or was. He's got a L4 spinal injury now, unfortunately. It's kind of out of commission indefinitely. But um, he was my kayaker for the uh, Key West swim. So I did the Key West, the 20K, uh, swim around Key West, um, which is kind of a miserable swim, because it's so hot. Um, and I'm, yeah, you know, I, as much as I love cold water, I, I like warm water. I've done some Caribbean, but that's extreme. It's night. I mean, the water was 90 to 92 degrees. Um, God. So you're kind of choking the whole time. <laughs> that <sounds really> cool. <laughs> but uh, he, he had wanted to participate in this. I was like, you could be my kayaker. And he did amazing. He was a sailor. So he was cutting these amazingly straight lines. And at some point, there was somebody ahead of us. And he's like you realize that that you're in third place right now and that's the second place guy and he's 500 yards out and he's like and we're gaining on him and i'm thinking like i'm so exhausted i'm already 10k and why are you telling me this he's like because i know who you are (laughs) i'm like damn it so we (laughs) the rest of the time chasing this guy down and i did finally pass him and we Mm -hmm. came in second Uh, but but one thing i said yesterday this is really important on this part of the topic um is yeah, I, I, I place well at a lot of races, um, usually in the top five, 10%. I'm one of you finally now, which is fun. But I always, I always say, like, it's just who shows up. There's tons of people who can beat the living crap out of me. I'm not a FINA-level swimmer. I just, you know, I'm good, but I'm not, like, at that, like, that competitive level. But what I love the most during races like that is when I'm alone. Um, and I, I, I really don't love swimming at close rates when people are around me. It sort of, it takes me, it puts all this stress and anxiety and this sort of need to perform and all that competitiveness bubbles to the surface. In some ways, it spoils the thing I love most about this sport, which is the love we have for each other and the community and the fact that we're just doing this thing that we physically love to do. Okay. Um, and it's like, ah, I don't want to be fighting <laughs> <laughs> either yeah. with myself, brain, or, or, or that other person. I want to swim my own thing. Um, um, so I love being either way out in front or somewhere where I know everybody out in front is so much faster than me that there's no way I should or even try to catch them.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Portland, is, yeah, Portland this year was tough because it was such, there's a lot of amazing people there. Yeah. And um, I had somebody like creeping up my tail like the last hour and it made that last hour really un- unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did still win, but like not win, but like I, I came in ahead of them. But they closed that gap to like thirty seconds, um, even yeah. less, than 15 seconds over the course of the last hour, and it was terrifying to me. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I should have just stopped and let them pass, and so I could enjoy this web. Like, because it's meaningless. It's like I don't care. It's not like there's prize money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just swim without being chased. So, anyway,
0: have you done any solo? Any, any? like any solo crossings or anything?
1: I know, not, not so much cr- crossings, but a couple years ago, I went down to, I was really inspired by um, some of the solo work that some other people were doing, and I really wanted to get in a 10-mile ocean swim. I had never done anything that long. I'd done 10Ks and all that, but I was sort of like, hit 10 miles. Um, and again, so we were down in St. Lucia, um, and this was before the, Molly Nance had done her crossing. The southern shore of St. Lucia has these two, it's a national world heritage site, these two really tall mountains called Pitons. Um, and so I decided I would make up a swim that would go from this resort up there down to the pitons and back. And it, you know, according to Evan and MSF, nobody had ever done anything like that. So I just sort of set a course, and I'm like, this isn't really. Like I actually did use MSF logging and rules to try to like record it, but honestly, it was. <laughs> thankfully, I actually had gotten escorts um, and ordered a, a boat to go with me because actually it was a very hostile environment. Um, with the native population, they, uh, they were not, not so much the, um, I don't want to put this, not the, not the people who I was working with, but like we went past several harbors and there were some fishermen who were like, Oh, let's mess with these guys. And they were literally like running their boats up close to us and yelling at us. And like, what are you doing swimming out here? This is stupid. And like, it was, it wasn't well-researched, frankly. And I did not find that Island to be very friendly, honestly. Um, so, Thankfully, I had taken Cindy's advice, actually, and gotten an actual powerboat, because we were thinking of just doing it in a kayak, and just go, well, let's just go out. But I think, I can't imagine if we had not had a powerboat with us who, was, who would yell back and who would put themselves between us and these people who were coming up and trying to harass us. It was... That's stressful. Yeah. So that, but it was, ultimately, it was a successful swim. I did the 10 miles, um, and it was fun and beautiful, but it was also, like, yeah. <laughs> it was a lesson learned there. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, tell us about your uh, favorite places to swim on a regular basis.
1: So, yeah, um, kind of have a, a number of them, like everybody. Um, you know, I, I've loved all the different, like, locations that I've traveled to to swim for, for races and events. Um, obviously, you know, San Francisco, um, the whole aquatic park. Um, I've fallen in love with the rivers in Tennessee um, through the Knoxville race and um, Swim the Suck. Um, I do love swimming in the Caribbean, it's, it's amazing. Um, but really, of course, because of, I have swimming locations local, there's something very special about the stuff that you swim in, around your, your, own world, in your own world. So that would be Walden Pond, obviously, where I am a lot. Um, people who know me, see a lot of posts from there. Um, it's about a half mile long and maybe a quarter mile wide, if even that. So it's, it's a very small place, but it's very special. And there's all sorts of little inlets, and the water's super clear, and it's just it's nice. Um, and there's quite a lot of swimmers who show up all the time year-round including when it's frozen <laughs> breaking through the ice uh, then um certainly l street here in boston um the, the wonderful and that's actually one of the things that got me pulled back into swimming was um the great community of swimmers open water swimmers here that just swim off the coast of boston um, so in southey the neighborhood in boston there's this wonderful community center there um, which unfortunately is closed now, but and also they're going to go through a big renovation over the next year or two. So we're all a little concerned about that because we're going to lose our our bathhouse. It'd be like start closing down essentially. Um, mm. So that'd be tough for us. Um, but uh, that's a, an amazing place to swim. Just to you know, ride your bike out of a major city for ten minutes, and then you're swimming in you know this clean, beautiful water um, and lots of different courses and no boats. And it's just nice. Yeah. Um, and then Narragansett the Bay in Rhode Island, where I grew up. Um, and all three of these are, and a lot of these places are places, I've mentioned this on the call, where were so polluted when I was a kid that you wouldn't have thought about swimming in them at all. I mean, Boston Harbor especially was, I mean, you would get hospitalized if you fell in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in the 90s, they put in a new separate treatment plant called Deer Island and, um, really cleaned it up. And because we have a 10 or 11 foot tide every day, um, we have a lot of flushing <laughs> that goes on. So I um, wouldn't say it was rapid, but you know, over the course of the last few decades, it's really, it's cleaned up. Like, um, hmm. you know, every time I see that sort of backtrack on environmental regulations, I like, freaked out and angry, because it's yeah. like, you, we cannot take this for granted. It's so much work to do um, and to, to win back. Um, and Narragansett Bay was sort of the same way. Um, like, you, as kids, we were really like, oh, it smells funny, because it did, and it was full of jellyfish you know, feeding off of all the pollutants and nutrients. And um, it's not like that anymore. It's beautiful. That's so, um,
0: cool. Uh, what about your favorite event that you've participated in?
1: I, um, I have a special place in my heart for the uh, um, event that Darren Miller's come up with in Pittsburgh called the 3RMS, the Three Rivers Marathon Swim. Um, and if anybody has been tracking it, it's, you know, he started it a number of years ago kind of as a test swim He was using uh, that course and that those rivers to train for his own um ocean seven stuff um which again always when i first heard about him and heard about it i had gone to school in pittsburgh i was born in pittsburgh so there's something about pittsburgh in my life that's very important (laughs) um and then i lived there for a number of years i didn't move to new england until 2007 i was there for 15 years um my adult life hi uh hi you're up early (laughs) So, so when I heard that there was a swim in Pittsburgh, it was like, you could swim in the rivers again. So polluted. Like, how would we be doing that? Yeah. Um, but going back, I was like, oh, wow. You know, if it really hasn't rained a lot um, in a few days, it's actually quite nice. So um, I did the swim in 2017. It was canceled in 2018 uh, because of uh, rain and, and I too much runoff and it's flooding.
0: Yeah.
1: And did it last year. Um, Mark Spratt had done it last year with me, too. Uh, he was there. so. A big thumbs up on the call yesterday talking about it, uh, but it's so interesting because it's an, it's three rivers you go out and back five kilometers in each one. Um, and so there is some strategy to it because you have currents like you're, you're uh, swimming into and out, like with and without, like sorry, out and against current three times.
0: Wow,
1: Unfortunately, um, the last of the, these six legs does carry you home, but it's nice to do. I mean, 30k is a substantial amount of swimming. It, take, I mean, it takes me eight hours to do it. In um, fact, the first year I did it in eight, it was eight oh two, and last year it was eight oh one. Oh wow! <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, I want to break eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah's got a better time than I do on that. I'm like, oh, I, gotta get, I gotta get better than Sarah's time because <laughs> uh, she did it. I think one of the first years when Darren. You know? It's just a special. It's just a special town, a special place for me, and I love just that format. Um, and you know, breaking that up into six segments actually helps you kind of mentally deal with it. It's like, oh, it's two-hour swims.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, that sounds really cool. I-
1: um, I've also really loved swimming the sock. I have to give Kara so much credit for that. Um, that race, and and also all the people that help with it. I mean, it's just. It's an amazing, it goes off so smoothly. And every year, I feel like it's improved. Um, I've done it a number of times, approved it a number of times. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a really beautiful place. I never thought I would fall in love with a river in Tennessee, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah know. It, it's fun. And, and it's just uh, so much of, so many people show up that I know. And so it's like a little reunion every year. So I kind of am committed to going there every year. If not to swim it, just to, to crew it, just to be there, because um, it, it does always feel like it's and it's always almost like the last race of the year as well. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a nice cap to the end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah those, are my, those are my big two, I think, right now that I, I just I adore and would, would, and would keep going back and just doing them over and over. That's awesome. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. I haven't done the river run in Pittsburgh. I'd love to do that someday. We'll see.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, Surprise it's, me pretty, Pittsburgh's really, um, it's a gem of a city, like, it's its so pretty, and people think about Pittsburgh, and they hear the name Pittsburgh, and it just sounds bad, and they have, they know the legacy of, like, the pollution, and then the industrial world, and, you know, it's like Detroit, and even Detroit has some beautiful beauty to it, but, like, Pittsburgh cleaned up many, many years ago, and it's its really a spectacular swim, because there's, like, the coastline and the, the whole experience is changing constantly, every every minute is different, Um you know, in some ways like Portland Bridge. Um, although actually that last part of Portland Bridge is very, <laughs>
0: <Never> <laughs> it's <adds>. just,
1: <laughs> it never ends. Um, but yeah, tons of bridges, tons of like interesting coasts and water changes three times, but, you know, cause each river is a little different. So yeah. it's fun.
0: i got to get that one on the docket. Um, about, uh, are you a process or an outcome person? Uh,
1: so I, um, I, I Actually, I talked a little bit about this already, but I'll, I'll mention it again, I, mean, I think the, one of the things I said yesterday that I kind of came up with in my notes was, in some ways I feel like I became the swimmer I hated um, when I was in, in, uh, in age group swimming where I don't, I, I swim a lot, I train, I train hard, but I don't have a coach, I don't have anybody I'm training with. I swim alone most of the time, you know, I like to go out in groups, but I don't, I don't really train on a program or with anybody. Um, and I don't train as hard, well, not hard, I don't train as much distance as most people. Um, and yet the outcome for me is often very good. I'm often, you know, again, like in in the sort of the top of the field. So, you know, and I always used to rage at people like that, you know, because they would always be beating me. I was putting in so much time and effort in my age group swimming and just, I never went to nationals, never went to junior Olympics, never went, I never went to anything. and yet I was always, like, I felt like I was always really fast in practice. I swam with Jenny Thomas one day. Like, she came to our pool and, like, made me go first. Like, she made me lead the lane. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, and I did. Like, like, I led a 2000 thing with, like, Jenny Thomas on my toes. I'm like, why am I not going to nationals? But it just, it never translated into anything like that for me. Yeah. Um, so to find open water swimming and, like, and even to find these races and also find that, oh, actually, I I can do this really well, on on the training I have time for, um, and 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 place really well. It's 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 fun. I was like, I got an all American at some point a couple of years ago, and I was like near tears. It was so important to me, like that I finally got an all American status at the age of forty three or whatever. Because you know I was just so jealous, like my whole career of these. You know people who i again i was leading the lane i was doing all it felt like i was doing so much more work than them and then they would go to these meets and kick ass yeah uh, so anyway I, um so I, I think i love the journey and like i said i don't love racing when there's other people around me but the performance is important um but i also look at it very much like i i i was given a gift i was i the ability to do this um in the time that i've had and the opportunity to come back to it um i don't want to squander that um and also i just i you know understand what it is for me but also that i didn't i don't deserve it i didn't earn it you know it's it's nothing. language around that like that it's like i have the opportunity to do it i love to celebrate i want to share it with other people Um, and i want to encourage other people to do it Um, you know it's it's never i actually love swimming with people who are much slower than me um, you know, in groups, like you know, just you and kind of being still being with them, like circling around, or you know there's ways to that I can, and that's and we all can swim together in, in pods. and it's it's fun um, so, so, yeah, I, I don't know if that really answers the question in some little bit, but it's I, I I love the process. I love training, but um the the outcome is important, but I also recognize the outcome for what it is. um some days that it's just um it's who showed up and who brought the talent <laughs> 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 that they maybe may have been born with?
0: Right. Um, yeah. so. How about um, um, hard situations? How do you handle tough mm, situations?
1: This one's good. Um, well, two things. One, one of the ones I brought up yesterday was that I think was so important to talk about is not just hard situations personally, but where the whole race just goes to pieces. Um, and I, I, was, I was fortunate enough very early on, Janine was there actually too to be part of the 2015 um, Lake George swim. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard about what happened there, but it was really the first time that pulled together a group of people who were gonna do the whole lake. And I think it's 36 mile, very long swim. Um, and you could go either north or south. We started, you know, the, long story short, we made the choice to go south um, or north to south, uh, and, the race started and it was the winds are kind of kicking up and we knew it was gonna be a little breezy in the evening. And then it just poof, like 20, 30 knot winds, huge waves. I mean, this is a finger lake, and like it it churned up like the worst ocean you've ever seen. People's pontoon boats were like sinking. Um, we lost our kayaker, like who didn't even know how to swim, like he thought he was going to die. I mean, yeah. um, there was just and everybody I think people are on the radio screaming, like it's it's chaos. Like, and there were, I can't remember how many there were some relays and some other boats. Um, or, and some solo swimmers, but the whole thing just, like, came apart at the seams. Um, and there was a contingency plan for it, and everybody, you know, figured out how to get together, and the safety protocols all went into place, and everybody got back to shore safely. Um, and it was so, it was so good to see that early on, like, this is four years ago, you know, and the, right when I'm getting into the sport, it's like, wow, like, and you know here i'm watching i was chris george was the one i was crewing for i'm watching him pour out all of his feeds into the lake like well i guess we're not doing this and i had been tracking his training for a year and like just to just to experience all of that loss <laughs> mm-hmm. but then to watch everybody come together and then even some people stayed and, and you know did it the next week or it, everybody had a different way of dealing with it um which was also good to see because uh, that's you know, the ultimate like well, guess we're not doing this thing that we all had this major plan to do, and it just wasn't safe. Um, personally, um, my tough situations—I've discovered—I I first discovered them in, the, in Memphis, Magog, actually, when I was doing the kingdom swim. And I was so concerned about getting my feeds right and getting all this other stuff right and being physically ready that I had not focused on what it was going to be like to be in the dark—not mm. not the outside dark, but just like you know, the, that dark space when you're swimming for you're at hour four and you're starting to get tired and maybe you've screwed up a feed or something and you, you're, just, you're just not in that right place. And I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, and that, that really hit me hard in that race. I was like, I need to not, I need to figure this out. Like, Cause this isn't, this, that wasn't fun. Like I, I really didn't enjoy the, the end of that swim. Um, and so started to do some more training and, and sort of exercise and then I realized what was really helping was to just focus when I, those moments come, and even before they come just to focus on the joy of doing what you're doing um and like really like feeling every muscle move feeling even imagining like the endorphins hitting your brain and just just the ecstasy of and the privilege and the honor of being able to be out there and just swimming um and doing something you love at our age you know it's like you mentioned that you know there's so many people out there who are like you shouldn't be doing all this stuff at your age it's like you're too old for this. It's like you're too young to not be doing something you love. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so no, you know, I mean, no, got people in their 70s, pushing 80s doing this. Like, absolutely, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, during those times of of trouble or you know difficulty, um, you know, sometimes it's even just stopping, like, just stop, like, hold up. I'm gonna just stop here, take everything in, just reset. Um, and it's fine again It's nice when you're not in a race or even if you are in a race or either somewhere where there's not many people around You can afford that kind of break. It's the reason I don't really love pool swimming anymore or racing I did do a, a meet last year and it was fun to visit that world again But you know you screw up your start or you miss a flip turn or your goggles fill up and psh, there you go It's over exactly.
0: It's over I know. Exactly. Okay.
1: <laughs> Whereas with 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 open water, you know, and you've got something that's gonna take you six hours like you take Fifteen seconds and reset your goggles. What do you care? You know, it's it's, not, <laughs> it's fine. It's like right? uh, yeah. So I, I love that aspect. Um, but the, yeah, the 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 meditation on joy and 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 privilege and honor of, of being able to do the work is and, and and be in the in the moment is is how I push through that. It's really worked well <laughs> um, to, to move through those. So good. very cool.
0: Um, what's the worst part for you about being um, in isolation social isolation are you guys forced to social- oh, in Boston um,
1: well so it's, it's such a weird thing for me personally because I I was already I had you know started this sabbatical like I quit my job and I'm, like, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time alone not working and kind of disconnected from the, the groups of people that I you know I was with um, which was it was very difficult at first and then I realized like oh here comes everybody else you know <laughs> <laughs> They they didn't have a choice in some ways to, you know, work from home or, or worse, lose their jobs. Um, So it's, it's been an interesting time with the, that, that part. Um, I'm an extremely huggy person. I like to hug people. And that part is awful. Like, you know, I have, we do still have some access to waterways and waterfronts. So there are some of us that still get together in groups of two or three. And again, it's just to be like, oh, why can't I hug you? you know it's 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 hard um but they, honestly so far there's been something nice about the the sort of clean slate that um you know all the races being wiped out is done um it's going to be even more interesting if we can still have access and the waters are warm enough to swim longer because uh, right now i mean my swims are 45 50 minutes at max because otherwise i just i freeze out because we're still below 50 up here uh, yeah, it's it's i am talking to a lot of people who are saying yeah i'm sort of just swimming to swim and it's nice um you know it, it, I, I miss all the people i miss all the racing but it's also helping me understand why i'm why i'm doing this and just giving me a, a sort of just a, a nice baseline of you know this is enough um so i think in, in some ways we're all going to come away with some something from this hopefully hopefully good um you know as painful and unfortunate as so much of it is it's also giving us a chance to reflect and kind of reset ourselves, our bodies and our minds on the, yeah. on the whole, all the frenzy <laughs> and really understand what's important. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you talked a little bit about this, about like what keeps you going, you know, like in a hard swim, but do you have any other insights into like kind of how to keep yourself going through hard situations or?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny, it's, I, was, I was so glad Cindy was on the call yesterday, too, because I called up two things that she had said to me recently, uh, one of which was earlier this year when I first quit, she's like, you know, I'm going to make an observation, you have always posted about your swims and your swimming um, as like a stress relief, like, you know, you post from the pool at nine, ten, 10, or 10.30 at night, I just swam, and I, God, what a terrible day I had, and this was just, you know, great to burn off all this, this energy, and, and rage and anger and all that <laughs> um, and I'd also been very open and honest with a lot of people about swimming to overcome smoking um, and she said I wonder what you know as you quit your job what you will swim for um, and I was like oh wow <laughs> that's really uh, that's really powerful uh, and because I didn't think it would be any different and it was it has been um, I mean originally I was training for SCAR earlier this year but finding myself kind of in that same, like, okay, you know, got to get up to a certain number of yards and got to do this. And like, you know, there's things that, you know, oh God, if I don't get up to 40 K weeks by March 1st, you know, it's going to be a horrible set of weeks. And, and just to have all that kind of fade away, it was really <laughs> nice. Like, I do want to do SCAR. I do want to trade all that. But um, yeah, it's um, it, I think finding new reasons. Um, You know, I that my biggest reason will always be, I think, is is this community. And one of the things I said yesterday, too, is, you know, I think the more of us, I don't think it's, none of us can argue that we are a family, but yes, we are also in some ways a highly functional and highly dysfunctional family. (laughs) (laughs) What groups are there? And in some ways, it's what makes it very real. Uh, Like, sure, there's people who don't get along. Sure, there's people who are super chummy over here and little cliques and and the whole thing, just like any family would be. but ultimately, you know, seeing people come together um, and, and drop some of that stuff during races and also being together with people like Mindy, you know, about cancer and just, I, I just, I, I see, I just see so much camaraderie and, and, and just the way people have treated me and the diversity of the group, whether you're, um, maybe we don't have that much racial and ethnic diversity, but certainly um, some economic, but also some just sort of the body types and the speeds and the Gender and um, you know, gay, lesbian, straight. It, it, there's all sorts of diversity, and just I've just never felt so included. Um, and and being able to also include other people um, in, in a group, um, you know, even as spread out as we are, which is why I love these calls because they kind of bring everybody together. Yeah. <laughs> or at least different groups of people want to just want to yeah. hang out uh, for a couple couple minutes twice a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. I mean, I. I, um yeah, I feel that sense of community, too, and I don't get, like, I don't see the, like, I've been so kind of in and out of it with having two kids in the last five years, so it's been, so, like, I've been able to, like, pop in, like, do an event, but I don't see, like, the clicking and thing, like, I mean, I know, like, I, like, I remember seeing you at Swim the Suck, like, last year, was it, and, and I knew you knew other, like, because we see each other on social media, so it's kind of, kind of interesting, right. it's like, you know, people know other people, but you don't really know them, and I'm not forward enough yeah. to be like, oh, hey, I saw you on social media, but anyway, I guess my point is, like, um, like going to the 24-hour relay and, like, just being able to make, like, these connections, like, like to me, that, that was just an awesome way yeah. to get people are just, you know, because the people are in and out of the water at all different times, and you, and you just have this focused time with people. It's different from going to an event where we all are on the edge and we all say, okay, have a great swim and we swim, you know, and then we're all just swimming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the 20, I, so I did both the 24-hour relay and then a couple of weekends later the the Magog Winter Swimming Festival, you know, huh. the ice swimming festival, and I mean, what a great way to end yeah. <laughs> the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, some, a lot of us who were at both of them, I know Liz Salmon was there at both and two others, and it's just like, it was such a great time like it's like how I, i'd like to remember it's what i want to see us come back to but it's also yeah. a great set of memories to hold as we go through this um yeah. to be like no that's like that's truly what it should be like like yeah, yeah fun talking chattering enjoying each other hearing what it, what our goals are for the year um yeah just even even though they, a lot of them got swept away. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. Like it's again, it's like this is like the Big Lake George. You know, it's it's all, it's <laughs> it's gonna fall apart. But you know, it's gonna come back together. It will. That's right. But we do.
0: Yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me shannon at intrepidwater.com Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com Thanks for listening.